I want to share with you folk from uh, the book of Daniel. And uh, I was just thinking about, you know, the title I would give this devotion is Surviving the Collapse of Your Civilization. Um, and I was thinking of these four men, these four young men. They were young boys, about 14 years old, uh, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And they were taken captive. They were, they were taken out of, out of Judah. Judah had come under the judgment of God. And uh, if you look at Daniel chapter 1 and verse 2, you read of that judgment. The Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. And part of the, the, uh, the pillaging, part of the destruction of the city and uh, the subjugation of the people was they would carry off the choice Israelite men, men of wisdom, men of understanding, and they would take them to Babylon to be re-educated. And you look at that in verse 3, it says, Then the king instructed Aspenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, the young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. Now you think about these four young men taken from their home, about, as I say, but in their early teens, they're taken from their homes, they're taken from their culture to a pagan land to be serfs and to, to be under a pagan king. And it must have been very frightening and terrifying for them. But what we read in chapter one is, is how uh, these godly men responded. And particularly, we, we begin with Daniel in verse eight. We see that Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Verse 9 tells us that God brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs, and he permitted Daniel and his friends not to eat the cultic foods dedicated and sacrificed to the Babylonian gods, but only vegetable and water. So this was food sacrificed to the gods. Taking this food was part of their cultic worship, right? And for 10 days, the chief of the eunuchs tested them, and this is what he found of them. At the end of the 10 days, their features, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacy. And so because of Daniel and Hananiah and Mishael and Azariah's commitment uh, and, their, and their conviction, their love for God and the love, their love for his word, these, these young men prospered. Verse 17 says, these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. And when they were eventually brought before the king to be interviewed, this is what the king found of them. Among them all, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore, they served before the king. He, the king, found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. And just at that first chapter, I think one of the, the key things we learn there is the importance of being faithful to God's word, faithful to God's revelation. 
these young men could have easily, in a very trying situation, apart from them home, decided to go along to get along. But they didn't go along to get along. They kept the revelation of God. They were men of conviction. And no matter what the cost, they, they had determined to stay faithful to God. And I want to encourage us. It's, it's often the little foxes, the little compromises that spoil the vine. We need to remain faithful to God's word. Daniel, Daniel and Hananiah and Mishael and Azariah loved God's word. And from young, they refused to compromise God's revelation with the pagan world's ways. And so God honored them, giving them wisdom and understanding. And I want to encourage you folk this, uh, today, just thinking of 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 to 17. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. And folks, think about this. The wisdom of the world is so subtle. And Satan and the world tempt us in many ways. The world uses pleasure. It uses success. It uses acceptance. It uses fear. And what we see in the last two years, how Christians have been, have been uh, 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 manipulated through fear and, and have given and succumbed to fear. And, and I want to encourage you with what our Lord Jesus teaches us. When he was tempted, this is what he said to the devil in his first temp temptation. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And the world wants us to see itself through its own lenses. But we have to resist the world and see the world through God's lenses, through God's word. The next thing I want us to see is if you look at Daniel chapter 2, verse 1 to 2, you see here in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And his spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him. Then the king gave the command to call the magicians, the astrologers, and the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. So the account tells us that, that Nebuchadnezzar brought these astrologers, these wise men, these sorcerers, these Chaldeans, to tell him his dream, and they couldn't. And they tried all kinds of ways to buy time, but eventually the king got so mad that we read in verse 12, the king was angry. And very furious and gave the command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree went out and they began killing the wise men. And they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. I mean, what a dire situation. I mean, it's not, they weren't going to be arrested. They were going to be killed on the spot. There was a, a warrant for their execution. So what did God do? Well, God gave wisdom to Daniel. And he asked the king to give him time so that he might tell him his dream and its interpretation. Look at verse 17, and this is really instructive for us. Then Daniel went to his house, and he made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah's companions, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning the secret, so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. And this is the second lesson I want to share with you is 
What do we see with these young men under such a dire situation? First of all, they don't compromise with God's word when the pressure is on them. And the next thing is when they're facing certain death, what do they do? They give themselves to prayer. They give themselves to prayer. They were not fretful. They went to God in prayer, to the God who sent the dream, who reveals mysteries. And I want to I encourage us to think about what the psalmist says. The psalmist says this, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. There's another psalm that says, I love the Lord. I love the Lord because he heard my prayers. He inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call upon him all my days. And, you know, you see when God reveals to Daniel the dream of the king, what does Daniel do? He doesn't boast. He doesn't run to the king. He gets on his knees and he praises God. I want you to think about how Daniel praises God here, folks, because this is so encouraging to us in the day and the age of such confusion we're living in. Listen to how Daniel lifts his eyes to God and he, he fixes his thoughts on God. Verse 20, then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Chapter two, blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the season. He removes kings. He raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. Friends, what, what is Joe Biden? What, what is Justin Trudeau? What, what is, what is uh, Xi Jinping or, or Vladimir Putin? Nothing. There are merely instruments in the hands of the living God. Well, we know that Daniel goes on and he tells the king his dreams and he interprets that dream. And what is the dream all about? It's all about God and his kingdom. It's all about the fact that God's kingdom through his son, Jesus Christ, will crush every other kingdom. And Daniel knows what this dream is. It's, a, it's the image, it's the, the statue of all of these different kingdoms that are, are symbolized by different kinds of metal. And in verse 34 of chapter 2, we read this, a stone was cut out with hands, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. That's a picture of the kingdom of God that will consume all these other, king, other kingdoms. Verse 44, and in the days of these kings, the God of heaven, says Daniel, will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. And so I want to encourage you as we come to prayer today. When we think about Daniel experience and we see these accounts in the book of Daniel, this should help us to remember how our Lord taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Beloved, that's what this, this prayer meeting is all about there. God, establish your kingdom. Build your kingdom to the glory of your name for the sake of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen.